What's so annoying about whistling? It's just chirpy. It's not us. It's so happy, isn't it? That's okay. Give us another option. Okay, let's have a look at this one. Um, get it off. <laughs> Susan, get it off. I can't. Now I can't find it. Now my phone won't let me bring it back. Okay, what about... Um, oh, what about this one? <laughs> no, not Isabel Barbara Bryan. What's the difference between that one and the oh, last one? I don't know. They're all done by the same guy. And curiously, they're free. It's a bit of hand clapping, though. I love hand clapping in a song. Don't you think that's it like... It reminds me of like a hand sanitising ad. Yep. Some sort of ad where the family's playing in the backyard and the mum's can looking you, out from you, the kitchen doing washing up. Can you mute it? I know. Welcome to the Hot Flush. You're joined... Oh, the premiere. Get it off. I can't. I can't just... Welcome to the Hot Cranky. Flush. The premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your hosts, Mrs. Woog, and my friend, Mrs. Berry. Hi. Um, what you've been listening to is what they call a sting. Yes. So why are we going to do a sting? Because apparently it's going to lull you all into a sense of like, oh, yay! The As podcast if just hearing our voices doesn't do that. No. Um, it's all about branding and marketing. I've been doing a lot of work in the background as to, um, and I've got some interesting stats I'm going to share with you too. Um, but we're, we're, we're going to pick a sting or a piece of music to open only probably 15 seconds oh, or 30 seconds. Who knows? Um, but we've just got to try and find one that doesn't make us want to kill ourselves with perkiness. It's better. Any clapping? Oh, that's dramatic. It's dramatic. It's in the dramatic theme area. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I know. It's not us. I feel like we need... Actually, I have no idea what we need. Yeah. Now I don't know how to pause it. Just turn it pause off. Pause it. Turn it off. What? Okay, I think we're done with that oh, now. No. Pause. Okay, I'm putting it down now. Hi, everyone. So, how was your week? Oh, I had a great week. Awesome. I went to see David Sedaris, the yes. columnist, essayist, hilarious man. Yeah. Um, so he was one of the uh, – he was a writer who I read as a teenager and went, I want to write like that. Like me and Bill Bryson. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was absolutely wonderful. And then the next night I got to meet one of our most – Favourite flushes in Our all the land. Famous flusher, I believe. Oh. Wouldn't she be? Everyone knows. She would her. be, everyone knows, yes. Donna. Donna. And her delightful husband Stephen. And where did you eat? We went to Rob and my most favourite place in Sydney at the moment called Wino, which is now not called Wino, it's called Wino plus Bodega or something. But anyway, it's still the same people. Beautiful. Is she as funny as she is online in real life? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's one of our people. They'd just been to a play that was about suicide, so that was cheery. Oh, that's... No? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, but then also uplifting. So I think anyone who can actually manage to put a play on that fits in both suicide and uplifting, it must have been pretty good. She said it was very good. But it was lovely. We Do had a couple of hours. Plays? Uh, no, I thought I was going to be the, I, I thought I wanted to be the type of person that would go to plays and, you know, basically be part of the chatting class, but I don't know. I like stand up comedy. I don't see anyone stand up comedy. Yeah. I love a good laugh. Yeah. Seinfeld was so funny. Oh, I can't believe I didn't Celeste do Barber that. was hilarious. Um, well, we saw Hannah Gadsby the other week. Oh, you see that? I'd be interested in seeing she her. Was, she's remarkable. Was this a new um, show? Yeah, Douglas, named after her dog. Oh, is that the dog that died? 
No. Oh. No, her dog's... Did her dog die? Do you know that Zeus's dog died? <gasps> that was just... Heather a... Armstrong, if you're listening. Yeah. We're sorry to You can't believe that. that Coco has passed away. That yeah. mad, crazy dog that just <laughs> came in to partner up with... Co- with yeah. I, I presented with her. I was like, if you don't know, Heather Armstrong is like the world's most famous blogger. She's the patriarch of blogging. She is like... Well, the matriarch of the blogging. The matriarch. She's, a, she's like, was the first super blogger. She's American um, from Utah, I believe. She is. Anyway, um, a couple of years ago, I was on stage with her at a conference and I was like, oh my God, it'd be like you Oh, I would have been... Like no, some... I, I just adore... I would have been incomprehensible. Like... So... And then even gets better after the party. She goes, I just want to get out of here. And I said, well, come up to my room. And we got a bottle of vodka and she lay in my bed and drank <gasps> vodka. And I sat at the end of my bed just like going, Heather Armstrong, in my bed. And she, she was is... just so funny and raw and real. The real deal. I really like her. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. And she was, can you be have I ever told you that story? I think you have. Yeah. But I think I forgot because now I'm sitting here going, I'm really envious that would have been amazing. Well, I'm going to counteract that now by telling you about my dream last night, which shut up. I know is boring. Do you know how I had tenderness with Barnaby Joyce? Yes. Oh, God. Donald. Was it Michael McCormack? Donald Trump. Oh! <laughs> now, I'll tell you a little bit about it. I didn't actually have sex with him, but I was at, at his house, which was a little run down and a bit musty and damp, I must add. Oh. A little bit like I imagine Hugh Hefner's mansion to be. Dear God, I need you to stop talking. And, um, so bad. He oh. was trying to find me some wine that I liked because I didn't like any of his wine. Oh. And then he would just, like, rub me on the boobs. Oh. I, oh, my brain is well, just... How do you think I feel? I let him touch me on the boobs. Oh, from Barnaby to Donald. Jesus. I, I hate myself. Where's your Where's your Idris Elba and your, you know, know, Ryan Reynolds and your Matthew McConaughey? I was just dreadful. And, and, and like, he was just so attentive. Oh. <coughs> oh, no. I hate myself. I don't, I can't control these things. Look at me. I've got goosebumps now. Well, I don't I have goosebumps from Donald Trump. Oh, sweet what? Jesus. Okay, we need to move on. Can you Come imagine? On. Can like... we please not talk about that okay, anymore? sorry, everyone. It's Ugh. not my fault. I can't help it. Oh, God, your brain is... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, can we talk about this? Um, Last night, no, the night before, last night. Last night. Yellow Wiggle... Greg. Greg had a heart attack on stage. Now, I've been doing following this story carefully all morning. He's going to be fine. Yep. He has a pre-existing condition. Okay. And was warned that sometimes if you get a bit excited, you might... Like, have a heart attack. Well, who's not getting excited at the Castle Hill RSL? That's what I say. Well, and they were about to perform Hot Potato, Hot Potato. Encore. And then for they, the second time. And then they said, no, we won't. And then they said, what would Greg want us to do? And they said he would want us to perform Hot Potato, Hot Potato. Because by that stage, they didn't know whether he'd carved it or not. Sweet dramatic Jesus. happenings at the Castle Hill RSL Club. By all accounts, yes. it was a ripper of a... Ripper of a show? Of a show. Okay. Um, right. Oh, okay. So th- this week I was called a miserable c-word. On you were. Twitter. You were hmm. called by who? Why are you saying by c-word? Professor a Nareen miserable cunt. Young. Warren. Nareen. You oh, know, Nareen. Nareen. Young. Professor Nareen Young, who's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Why did Nareen <laughs> call you a miserable cunt? <laughs> Okay, if someone, like, if Noreen called me a miserable cunt, I would actually, like, just 
love her even more than I already do. Which is why I love it too. He goes, I have been a miserable cunt. <laughs> I've been writing back the most miserable things. Oh my, okay. No, and a list, today I wrote an article, a listicle called Things That Are Good. And she goes, oh, thank God you were so I'm such a miserable cunt. Oh. And I wrote back and I said, I have to agree with you there. Lorraine? <laughs> She is. She's a living treasure, that woman. Speak the microphone. Oh, sorry. She's a living treasure. Um, yeah, she's an awesome human. I love her. She's, yeah, she's done a lot. So if you call by a miserable cunt by her, it's probably not the worst thing. It's better <laughs> than be felt up <laughs> Donald Trump. Hey, I did something new at work this week. Uh, apart from getting my magazine done almost on time. Almost? Uh, Enormous? Yes. Was... We've started a new thing where every week I'm going to do a video like summation of the week's news. Perfect. I know. So we did the first one yesterday. All about video. We did the first one yesterday, and you know it wasn't too bad. But you know, where can we see it? uh, If you go to my LinkedIn profile. Okay. Yes, which is under my name, Kim Palmer Berry. I don't hide under a bushel. We all know that. (laughs) Uh, So, but you know when you do it and you just go, well, that's not too bad, and you know that when we've done about twenty of them, you're going to look back on it and go. Okay, so we're back. So I was just talking about how, um, you know, when you first do something for the first time and you go, oh, it's not that bad. And then you uh, look back on it and you, <laughs> like, once you've done a few and you go, oh, oh, my God, how did we ever actually allow that to go live? Now, if this isn't cohesive in what we have been saying, we did run out of batteries. Again. So we've had to go up to the shops. This is so annoying. That's anyway. So annoying. Anyway, well, we caught it before. We're back. We're back. And we didn't even have a break. No. Although we did go to the butcher. Oh, we did go to the butcher. And now we're into what we like to call our booze reviews. So I am, in, I am intrigued. Is I'm going to actually film this um, for the, <laughs> the page. Right. Here's your straw. Okay. Well, these are reusable, uh, yep. recyclable. Um, bamboo um, straws. Not even bamboo. Like... Totally, uh, you know, those metal ones that you clean with those little things that have plastic bits on the end, which is deeply ironic. Uh, go on. Um, so I'm going to – we're just going to do this without recording. Okay, so I've handed her – Okay. No, no, no. I, I, I will have to do it on Instagram story. So okay. just wait there for a minute. She's wrapped it in a sock so that – So we're doing a hot flush booze reviews this week. And uh, she's wrapped it in a sock, which I do hope's clean. It is. So I can't – tell what it is am i allowed to sniff it no oh no okay uh totally recycled totally turtle friendly straw oh oh what's that i don't know but you're having a good crack at it i like that is that like another ginger beer or something well what do you taste ginger okay well unveil Dun, 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 dun. What is it? Sailor jacket. It's a rum and dry. Oh, like spiced dry ginger ale. Caribbean rum and dry. Well, I'm not a rum drinker, but I would. Booze reviews out of 10? Oh, I'd give it an 8. That's high for you. It is. Okay. It's not overly sweet. It is actually quite dry. Bought to you by fucking no one. Yeah. They're quite expensive too. They were eleven dollars fifty each. I almost had a heart attack. So I'm going to try mine now as well. This is riveting listening. Riveting listening. Um, Do you like the idea of the sock? Because I I didn't have the. 
Um, I do. Yeah, it worked. Hey, um, okay. So we actually, while we were while we were out, I drove Kim past the house. The house. If you're following well, me on Instagram, the space that was the house, or Facebook, you'll see that I had a cry out the front of a house this week. It's <laughs> like <laughs> that would be a thing to do. And uh, one of the old dames of the neighbourhood was was pulled down. And I've got a problem with this because I live in a neighbourhood that Kim grew up in and which is really well known for its big old red brick houses with big old trees and magnolias and and slowly they call it, we call it the fence of doom. So oh. someone bought this beautiful old lady for $2.4 million, right? To tear it down. To tear it down. And this was what happened to your childhood home as well. Yeah. In the suburb. Yeah, they did. It's just so sad. And, you know... And, and like, the beautiful sash windows just torn down. And the, and the thing is, the thing that's so frustrating is there's actually nothing structurally or... Oh, beautiful. Or, or wrong with any of these houses. So... In, they're built to last. They're like built to house. last. And it's sort of like, why don't you bring in a... An architect. Oh, I like that. Yes, I know, right? That's it's nice. really tasty. What's it called? Let's tell everyone again. It's the Sailor Jerry Spiced Caribbean Rum. Rum and Dry. Rum and Dry. Sailor Jerry. 6.0%. Oh, God, really? In one can? Jesus. Oh, that's not bad. Um, that's where the money's going. Yeah. Uh, you, you would, whatever you paid for an architect to actually renovate it and, you know, knock down some internal walls or do what. It would be far less than surely than what it would cost you to knock an entire house down, get the plans for a new house, put all those plans and stuff through council. I get just an architect. But people need media rooms now and walk-in oh, wardrobes and do they? And ensuite, apparently, do they? Apparently. <sighs> right. Well, that was cheery. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this book. Oh, in my hands, I've got a book called The M Word. How to Thrive in Menopause um, by Ginny Mansberg, who is a friend of the flush. And she sent it to me. It was a freebie, so I'm, I'm being very upfront with you. And I started reading it and I was like, oh, my God, this has just got the answer to everyone's problems. Oh, wow. But um, it really is a very thorough book. It's by Murdoch Books, but don't hold that against her. Um, she's a GP, 30 years, specialising in Is women's- Murdoch Books actually oh. Murdoch? I think they're an imprint of Ellen and Unwin, to be honest. Right. They come from the same office. Um, but there's something in here that I would like to read to you and you out there listening at. You know how we have been trying to get corporate sponsorship for this podcast? Yes. Which we've actually done nothing about. Really. Yeah, that's I, right. We I just, think I sent an email. I think we did. And I think we, uh, we tend to be operating in the land of just complaining about it a lot, but then not actually doing anything. Doing anything. Because... We're and actually quite busy human us. beings. You guys are telling us that you want us to get sponsors. Mm. You know, it's something. Anyway, so listen to this then. This is, this is what's going into my next email. Yes. Here are some interest, interesting statistics from the UK advertising industry. Women going through menopause spend 24% more money on exercise and fitness than their sisters. And they spend 16% more on beauty and makeup, 29% more on skincare, 29% more on health supplements, and 22% more on travel. Does business want to ignore us? I think not. And by the way, 76% over women over 50 feel either very confident or somewhat confident in their own skin. 
as I moved in through my 40s, several things happened at once that ultimately led me to the writing of this book. So, wow. stick that up, your clacker and smoke. Huh? I know. I know. Like, the statistics are there. We've got the money. You know, we're spending it on ourselves. Yeah. And and it's it's really interesting because the beginning of it, she talks about HRT and how it was a miracle thing and then it was linked to cancer. And so everyone in women's health, all the pharmaceutical companies sort of threw their hands in the air and said, we don't want anything to do with it anymore because it's too controversial and, and sort of our parents' age yeah. were left high and dry. Yeah. And so now it's okay to talk about it. Yes. And, you know, important books like this. So this is the M word. How to Thrive in Menopause by Ginny Mansberg. I'm going to put a link up on the page. Um, as I said, it's a brand new book. I'm not sure if it's in stores yet, but... I'm fairly certain I saw it in Dimmicks the other day. Why, why am I so bloated? Fix your allergies. Why else might I be bleeding? Might my iron be too low? Like, it's yeah. got all of this... That's really good. Can I just say, my bloating, oh my God. But do you remember how I did... There's the... a whole section on itchy fannies. Oh, Yogurt up the fanny, rough drying, white. It's like it's got everything. I said to Rob yesterday that my I, you know, was worried I had thrush in my in my lady garden. But I think it was just the post lasering, you know, regrowth. Like how good is this? You're welcome. Um uh, so you know how before Christmas I had a consult with one of our listeners, Sarah um Boyket or Boyset, I'm not sure how you pronounce her surname. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, who is a dietitian yes. but retrained later in life and is far more interested in our relationships with food. I mean, obviously, in terms – she's also incredibly interested in just our diet, but she's very interested for, in her clients and their just overall relationship with food and their attitude towards food. Anyway, she wanted me to keep an eye on my bloating and when it was worse and, you know, and, and then look at what was going on at the time and – some of my bloating is connected to stress. It's fascinating. Really? Yeah. I had a really, like, I could, and there was one day just towards the end of last year when it was just, you know, manic panic at work. And I could literally, because I'm now conscious of when it's happening and feel, I could literally almost feel my stomach expanding. Oh, God. So bloat from, um, bloat, you know, exacerbated a bit by stress. Very interesting. And then it's always worse when I'm getting my period. So, which would technically mean I am constantly about to get my period. <laughs> well, speaking of which. Yes, you've had a delightful few days. Like, I don't know how, probably six days late. But, um, like, I've been having to have naprogesics every day. I've got the period poos happening. Oh, my God. Period, period poos. It's a real thing. They are outrageous. And they're not spoken of. And They're not. They're bad. And do you get really bad diarrhea before and then constipated? Yes. Yeah, and then you get the runs again and then you go back to normal. Yeah. Because all your hormones, like, make you do that. I've done some research into period poo. So I've got all of those things. I'm as cranky as a fucking bitch. (laughs) I've been a miserable cunt. Yes. It's been noted publicly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just not, not coming. And I just feel like, just like, come on. Like, I'm on day 31, like waiting, you know. And, but then 31. my last, but then my last couple have been like 56 days and 47 days, and yeah, so it's a little bit all over the shop, really. Yeah, but then I saw something. Something was advertised somewhere. That's helpful for you all, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, for I'm a menopause late. tracker. 
I'm six days late. Does anyone know? Does anyone know what? A, has, does anyone use a menopause tracker? No, I've never heard of that before. No, a menopause tracker. Let's have a look. Menopause. Oh, menopause tracker. Well, that was hard, wasn't it? <laughs> Aren't apps fabulous? Yeah. Oh look, well the the period tracker that I use is just telling me, you know, <laughs> you're fucked do. up. You're late and you're fucked up. And why would you? Oh, and like, why do you like need today? a special one? Of you late today? So yeah, so I've, I've been lucky enough to experience all those symptoms: lower back pain, um, constant cramping, period, period pooing. My period. That's really not fun. Um, it's no fun for anyone. I'll give you the hot tip. Hot tip. Hey, um, so tell me, mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to? I'm really struggling with this. Yes. I'm really struggling with this. I'm looking forward to Sunday when all my, and even this is so stupid, but all my girls in my hood have been away for a long time. And on Sunday, Mrs. Goodman gets home and she's the last of them. So I've got all my girls back in the hood. Oh. And we're going out to lunch because one of us is farewelling their uterus. Oh. So we're having a party. <laughs> so I suppose that's something to look forward to. That's very much something to look forward to. Is that normal? A farewell uterus luncheon? Well, if I ever get rid of mine, I'd like a party about it. <laughs> that uterus worked bloody hard. Well, she, it's worked hard for her. Four yeah. kids yeah, like she's four. Yeah. 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 Just causing her a bit of trouble. and She's got a bit of family history. So she's like, yeah, you know what? You can go. You don't know. I don't I'm like it no more. I'm looking forward to two things. Uh... We're going to take Jasper tomorrow to the art, well, and Grovey if he wants to come. In fact, any of the boys if they want to come, uh, to see there's a exhibition on at the moment uh, called Japan Supernatural, which we think he'll love because, you know, he's the arty-farty one. Mm-hmm. Is he the good one? Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's also the Ben Quilty exhibition is on, which Rob and I saw in Brisbane and it wrecked us. It is like, it is emotionally. Now, Ben Quilty. Oh. So he did, he was embedded with troops in Afghanistan for a long time. And wasn't he, and he very did, much involved in... And when Solomon was... Yeah. Um, executed. Executed. He, did, he taught him how to paint oh. and he did paintings with him. He's done a lot with um, the refugee organisations and um, he is... I don't, want to, I don't want to say that he's like an activist artist. I think he's performing... He does good shit. I think he's performing what artists have done through the millennia, which is record moments of the moments and the feeling and the and the the mood of a time. Anyway, so we're gonna do that. And then on Thursday, three of my boys are going to see Louise, my hairdresser. And one of them wants to dye his hair. I'll let you guess which one. The little one. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, after the whole... Because you've got a very after the whole, fine uh, mullet happening at the moment. Well, I said to him, you know, I mean, I well, actually, I didn't say this to him, but after the self-cut mullet... Bad. I'm like, if, if we're going to do this, let's at least do this round properly. Horatio is sporting the most ridiculously bad haircut at the moment. You know Kim, Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber? It is. It's like that. It's awful. I mean, he reckons <laughs> it's cool. And I'm like... Dude. I know they think yeah these things they do these things ironically and but then they stay and they don't quite understand that it's oh like I not. can't look at him <laughs> okay we're going to move on to the readers questions what a lovely idea um 
Liz Marsh, keep doing what you do. You two are the best part of the best part of my podcast listening for the week. And we both said that we loved her. Um, Louise, spring chicken, I'm turning 40 right now. What advice do you all have as I enter my 40s? People that don't RSVP or don't turn up to events, don't bring gifts, should they be burnt at the stake? Gin. <laughs> Why is it better than Fonka? Expand. Okay, 40, 40s are the best, I reckon. Um, people that don't RSVP are rude and so someone once, someone once said to me about that, like about the RSVP thing, that it's very uniquely Australian, of the whole just ignoring it and not responding and then just turning up or not turning up, and that it is actually like a, a national blight. So, yeah, she's right. They should probably, you know. Yeah, no, rude. You get invited to something, you and, and then it's awkward having to say, you know, can you just let me know? Because, like, like, you should actually want to go to an event or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, gin, why is it better? Because it's not. Vodka is much better for you than gin. It's got, has it got less sugar? Yeah, and it's not as a depressant. Oh. Oh, really? Gin makes you cry. My mum taught me that when I found her crying once. No, I find gin very comforting. <laughs> I like them both together. <laughs> Preferably. Hey, um, advice as you enter your 40s. Just don't put up with shit anymore. No! Stop trying to please everyone. Yeah, that's the, they're the two big ones. Yeah. Okay. Donna, do you need a holiday? Why do you need a holiday to get over your holiday? Because you guys did a lot. You were you were busy. That was an action-packed uh, four days. Uh, Gemma, where, where are you? Where is Gemma? When are we going to visit her? I don't know. No, she lives up in, at um, Newcastle. Oh. Yes, I'm going to try to get up there these holidays. You've got a week and you've got like Fuck, two weeks left. I know, left. And I've got so much to do. Um, um, Sarah, why am I tired all the time? Is it okay to take oh, a nap? I am... Okay, Sarah, <laughs> I am a huge advocate for the nap, but the problem I have discovered with my napping is just how committed I am to it and that it goes from being an hour to being three. I know. And then I then I actually have a really poor night's sleep. I know. So it's really difficult. It's really difficult. I think if you're going to do it, you've got to do it early, like at like one. Yeah, or after at- lunch. What I can do if I'm feeling tired and if no one's home, um, I will just get on the couch with a blankie and put a one-hour timer because it normally takes me about five minutes to go to sleep. Yeah. 45 minutes is a cycle, is a sleep cycle. Yeah. And if you can get up after 45 minutes, you won't feel like you've gone out and had beers with ACDC the night before. Yes. But yeah. if you let yourself go and have those four-hour naps in the afternoon, which obviously you need, but you will have sleep disturbance that night. Yes. And you're tired because that's what we are. Yes. That that's is just, just the current state of that's play. That's just the resting state of any woman just and basically over much. the age of about 35. And tell people to um, pop off more. Laurie says, oh, no, Elaine asks, how do you get your teen to keep their room like that? Elaine, he's insufferable. He just does it. Um, yes, he's about <laughs> the aesthetics. This is my younger son, Jack, who um, got offered a job at Country Road once because he put together a cushion story on a bed that was very impressive by he just loves interiors, right? And yeah. he just keeps it tidy because he likes it like that. Um, the other ones is disgusting. Laurie, what happens when a friend thinks you don't like their teenager? What if you just don't like any teenager except your own? Do you stop being friends with your friend? No. No, you just see your friend without their teenager. You don't have to be friends with the kids. That's no. Like, I'm not friends with my kids. I had, um, I've had some moments where I have had strong feelings about um, Woogs' kids because of how they talk to and treat her. Um, 
But they're coming good. Yeah. And even though, you know, like, even though I had strong feelings about it, still loved them. Like, still would have laid down on a road for them. Yeah. But, you know, you just actually have moments where you just Teenage go, I love you, but I just don't like, like you very anymore. much. I like it. As I said, I can't look at Harry at the moment with that haircut. Um, but he's like, a, he's just turned that corner into being a big, beautiful buff head at the yeah. moment. And it's the little ones turned on me. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, God, it's just hard. But yeah, don't not be friends with someone because you don't like their dickhead teenager. Teenagers are just dicks. Mm. Fran- Franca talks about having a wardrobe full of clothes, lots of dresses. Um, I buy too much that never gets uh, that never gets the use it should. I want to down my clothing consumption, but a new dress makes me feel so good. I always ninety percent buy on sale but need to wear what I have more. I am capable of following through when I set myself a goal. I lost weight years ago and have successfully kept it off and I have been alcohol free for five years. But show me a dress on sale and my debit card is out. How do I buy less? Tell me it's not just me whose wardrobe is bursting. Okay. Well done on the weight loss and well done on giving up the booze. Yeah. Um, I think when you lose a lot of weight, I've, done so in the past i've lost a lot of weight so you can start shopping in the normal section which is always very nice yeah and can be quite tempting and i'm looking now at my cupboard and it's full but i have a rule that only ever ever keep things that i absolutely 100 percent love i don't shop for fun anymore like i don't go shopping with like me on a saturday when you're in your 20s you go shopping yeah do you remember that you don't go to all the shops it's saturday so i'm going to yeah it's saturday so i'm going to you know Go to all the... I'm going to just shop. Yeah. Saturday now, I want to read the paper at a cafe. But, I mean, that's just an age thing. You know, get over it. But uh, you want to stop spending money, don't go to the shops and don't go online. Like, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. You've given up the booze. You and, can give up this. And I think uh, I really I really like... So, Woods does this thing, like what she's just said, about how she only keeps the pieces that she loves. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, she's brutal. But then if you've got a lot of these clothes that uh, are undoubtedly gorgeous but are hardly worn, there are a couple of uh, charities out there that take clothes for women who are lower socioeconomic positions or long-term unemployed and need work clothes or need nice clothes to go to interviews. And I just think that that would be... Dress for success is one of them. Right. And I think that's... You would feel so good. You would feel so good. I hazard a guess it will actually make you feel better than when you actually buy the clothes. Um, And then maybe look to what you did when you were losing weight and when you stopped drinking and what were the things that you did then that were so effective and successful? Because if you're like me and you're quite an addictive personality type, you, you might just replace one with you another. just replace one with another. So it's looking also just at those behaviours and then going, okay, what am I? What am I actually looking for? Like, yeah, what am I chasing? What am I chasing? So, but good on you for plenty hell for doing the other things. And you know, as far as vices go, you. Know, Buying a dress every now and then is, is not, not, not terrible. But, but, I, but I really, I, I think it'd be awesome if you could do like a big, you know, a big giveaway to one of those, to someone like Dress for Success. And then, um, oh, Works also last year had this great ro- a great thing that she put in place where if she did buy something new, something had to come out. Yep. Absolutely. And, I still live by it. I swear by it. Yeah. And I have... I have like quite a number of really lovely pieces. And I put them in a bag. From that process. <laughs> I put them in a bag and when the bag gets full, I like 
kid might come over or friends might come over and I say, is there anything in here that you'd like? And once those things have gone, pick, been picked through, I will donate them. But they're only really good stuff. I, don't, I would obviously never donate crappy, dirty, no. bad shit. No. Because that's just rude. I love that... Um... I love that Melissa was asking us to podcast for a bit longer. Like we need any, any, you know, <laughs> love, any, love any encouragement. fresh and honest and fun and hilarious. Um, um, how do I convince my 18 year old? Oh, Belinda asks, how do I convince my 18 year old son to go and stay, live with his dad and stepmom for a while? Is, withdraw, is withdrawing his food supply, hot water, electricity, unreasonable? I love him, but he can be a drag to live with, and I just want some space. So Belinda is one of my beautiful friends who came on a Woogs trip, and she yeah. is the loveliest person, but not in that yucky way. But yeah. just, you just like want to be around her. You just like she's Gorgeous. like a goat, like a yeah. calming influence. Yeah. Turn the fuck off, Belinda. Honestly, yeah. Like just say, he's, I need some space. Yeah, like, he's go, eighteen. Go to your dad's for six months. Yeah, yeah. But, like he's eighteen. He's not twelve. He's 18. Yeah, he's a grown-up. Yep. Also, get him to pay more than 60 bucks a week. Oh, Helen says, Kim, journal, writing, get on it. Okay, so <laughs> this came about this week because of a comment I left on, I think I left it on um, Baby Max Insta because we, you know, she's just having oh. such an emotional time at the moment with fires and her father-in-law dying and she's and got then, no electricity today. and today she's got today she's got no electricity oh, it's no. just like i just want to for the love of god put her in the hilton for a week with just oh, all her family and yes. just feed her spaghetti yes um anyway so a few people were like god oh, you know and i think it was helen or maybe it was donna but i'm fairly sure it was helen just going where's that book kim write that book and do you remember at the beginning of the year you said, what are your goals? And I said, <laughs> I don't know what my goals are yet. I, I don't know. And then I said, I'll give you a week to get the goals. And it was seeing David Sedaris this week yep. that made me actually go, I've worked out because I've had this, I've had all since Christmas, I've had this weird restlessness that's almost a bit aggressive and a bit you think? cranky. And <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And I just went, right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to journal every day and then, and I'm going to write an essay, like an 11 to 1200 word little story once a week. And that can come in the journal writing time or it can come. How's it going? Uh, So I've been taking my laptop on the bus and I just sit there and I write. So it's basically almost an hour of just writing on the bus. So good. And do you know my oh, everything's just, everything's calmed down? Just getting all of that out of your head. I can feel it when I'm writing. I can feel my brain draining through my fingertips. Yeah. And then the space being cleared. It's such a weird thing to happen. But if you write, even if you can't write for shit, but if you just get thoughts onto paper, yeah. it clears your head. Yes. Yeah. So well. And so my God, thought my process is. You need to go and lie. But I get it. You like, need to go and lie in Jack's boho chic. But you know what I mean? Like, and I always, you room. can always tell when I'm taking a dive because I'm not writing. Yeah. When I've stopped writing, I'm not in a good spot. Yeah. But the, it's the writing that helps me get back into my good, into yeah. my good place. And I said to, because I was talking to Rob about it and I said, I just need to be writing for for me, yeah. like not for work, like, because, you know, I write yeah. every, you know, every day for work, but I need that space to be just letting that other side of me out and letting that that side of your brain have a bit of a word yeah and so if i get to the end of this year and i have 
I don't know, like a dozen essays that I think could turn into something, mm-hmm. then I'll turn them into something. Hmm. That's but that's my goal this year. An interpretive dance routine? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mood think body that stocking. would be awesome. <laughs> How was Kim's mood today? And then this person just comes out Someone in a nude stocking. <laughs> and, or then happy person comes out. Yeah, you happy know? person. Or then like someone slinks across the floor. <laughs> Oh, that could be awesome. I love that. I'm oh, to that play. <laughs> um, so that's been that I've found my goal and that's what I've started to do and I'm pretty happy about that. Belinda, what do standing in your truth, holding space and speaking truth to power mean? Oh, fuck off. Anthony Robbins, you have a lot to answer for. Yeah. It's just bullshit, honestly. Just what do you say? I don't. I don't even know what that. I don't even know what Standing that means. Standing in your power. It's like all the online entrepreneurs who you have to buy the courses for twelve hundred dollars. Holding space. Holding Fuck space. Off. That's like Rob. Like read something so like the other standing day. Standing in a car park, saying no, this is mine. I'm yeah. just waiting for the car to come. <laughs> um, he's been trying to understand jazz. It's wank speak. He's so Rob's been trying to understand jazz, right? As a, and as, he's, a, as just as a, because he's like. There's a huge history to it. It's a really important thing, and I want to understand true. where it came from, and I want to understand the different like what, its history. And and he sent me this quote from someone the other week, and it was basically like, "I'm not making music. I'm just creating space around the notes." And I just said, and, "You know, I was in Surrey I Hills, and he was in of that pretty quickly, <laughs> and he was in Piermont, and I just was like, can you hear my eyes rolling from Piermont? That's just a wank talk, yeah.'" Terrible. Yeah, look, I mean, and a whole heap of people are falling over themselves. Like, how clever is, is Gwyneth Paltrow? This candle <gasps> smells, smells like, like my, my vagina. vagina. Like, I'm going to go, sometimes I could kick myself. But that's not the brilliantest marketing ploy because who doesn't want to smell what her vagina might smell like, which is apparently sandalwood? Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't smell like fish at all. If that doesn't smell like a tuna sandwich, then, you know, she's lying. No, but she sold millions of them. Of course, she did. Oh, we missed Sarah. Apparently, Sarah, I'm so sorry you're unemployed again. That's just fucked. It really is. I don't have anything else I can advise. It's just such a terrible space to be in. Um, and just remember that um, you will you will just find set, another set, job. Set your little goals. Yeah. Like, you know, my goals at the moment are setting out one pitch a week. Well, one pitch a day. To someone to write something, yeah, you know, and and eventually someone will bite. Yeah, uh, Julian, this is I'm going to send you to Spanky Town unless you sort this shit out, girl. How to bring up that you're bored and want out of your on-off eleventh month dating saga? Currently, I'm just hiding and not contacting him. Julian, that means you're ghosting him. Just no. So if you were here, I would give you a smack. Yes, you put your pants on. Put your big curl pants on and you text him if you need to. Who cares? That's what people do and say it's been fun, but adios, amigos. Jillian, Jillian, I'm sorry. You are just not going to get any comforting. Any, We're both quite cranky with you. Use your big girl. Use your words. Use your words and be an adult. Because if there was some bloke out there doing this to you, I'd be just as furious. Yeah, because imagine if he was doing this to you. We would all hate him. Yeah. We don't hate you, Jillian. No. You just need to We're just be strong. So please be strong. I love this one. Do it this week. Yeah. And then it. report back to us do for it. next week. Do it before 
we ghost you. It, <laughs> no, we would never do that, darling. I'm sorry. Uh, that Jillian, wrong. Jillian, if you do it this week, I will send you a jar of jam. <gasps> but we need proof. And I don't do that lightly. Uh, okay. What do you do? This is Jane. What do you do when you don't like your 18-year-old son's girlfriend slash current barnacle slash extracurricular activities Ugh. friend? How do you voice this without sounding like a bitchy mother? You can't. You can't. You've got to let them make that mistake. And, and the minute you do, he, she's they like... They on more. She's not a barnacle. She's a limpet. She's not coming off for love and nor money. And he will hang on to her. Yep. I've been through this myself, uh, Jane. You just nurse, smile and wave, smile and wave. And then you bitch back to your girlfriends. Because there's nothing that you... Uh, he's not going to turn and go, Oh, mum doesn't like her, so I better not. Like, if nothing, he will go, fuck you, mum. Yeah. She's, like, playing with my doodle. Yeah, exactly. Once they start playing with the doodle, yeah. they have so much power. Yeah. Cocks out, power's in. Yeah, and you you don't mean a thing, girlfriend. Sorry. Okay, Jody, I'm going to pass this one over to Kim. How much truth is there to the rumour that ScoMo has taken the bushfire relief package from the NDIS? Uh, I haven't heard anything well, like that. I think that would be a rumor. I think that that would. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. I technically, wouldn't put I wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't put it past him, but I, I that, that have a feeling be... there would be some serious suicide. <laughs> then he could just go and stand next to Bridget, what's her name, and just go. Well, I didn't actually, you know, I didn't break any rules. Yeah, no, what no. I did was morally, compre- you know, incompre- you know, incomprehensible and unconscionable. We didn't break the rules. Carolyn, this is a this is a very common one. Just not sleeping every night from about two to five. I'm exhausted. No difference if I have alcohol or not. Bloody overthinking brain. Okay, right. So there's a. I'm always harping on about this app. Keep your phone near your bed, but of course don't look at it. Um, it's called Deep Relax. This guy called Andrew will put you back to sleep in ten minutes. But when you wake up, just go. I'm awake, and then yeah. brain. We're not going here. We're not doing this. I'm just gonna. Either listen to some calm music. Yeah. Um, just have something ready to go. Yeah. Um, but once you, and I wrote about this week, I woke up one day last week and my brain just went, snap. And I was, I, I said, I was like, really, you're going to do this to yourself? I think yeah. I talked about this last you week. You did, yes. Um, yeah, your brain is so, so clever and so complex that you actually need to tame it. It's like a rabid dog. The more you let it off the leash, yeah. the more it's going to take. So you've yeah. got to learn the tools to slow down your thinking. And we're both big fans of um, therapy. Yep. And that's also what a good therapist can help you do. And it's totally normal. Um, but just don't panic at 2 o'clock. Yeah. And I think um, – I also think sometimes I've heard for some people and sometimes for me, but this is – a little bit more in the whole just getting to sleep thing, not necessarily and then when you wake up, but is having some little rituals. But then those rituals can take over and then you have to have it you have to then add another step to the ritual and then another step to the ritual. But I think um that relaxing music, like mm. the they actually they work. They really work. I don't and there's, there's like... Brain... And I think... Do you know what I think it might be? It's because it gives your brain something else to think about yeah, rather yeah. than just what's going on in your head. Yeah. And so... And it's because it is calming whatever, music or soft talking or that you do then just sort of drift back mm. off. And it's a little bit like exercise uh, or team sports. It takes you totally out of your head. 
Yeah. And I'd also say give whatever you're trying like a week. Yeah. Don't sort of do it one or two nights and go, it's not working. Like actually give it like a week and then go, okay. Which part that did work? Yeah. Which part, yeah. which were my good nights? Yeah. Are we actually Oprah? <laughs> you know that. We so are. Um, oh, Virginia. <laughs> Illegal backpackers have kicked off next door to my house in Marrickville. What cranky middle-aged lady bullshit can I pull on the tenants? I love this so much. Do you know what? I think it's um. There's also a lot to, uh, of like a radio uh, angled towards their house in the morning. We talk back radio. Yes. Yeah. We, we, when you go out for your walk, put Alan Jones on. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need. Someone to suggested to it. a leaf blower, and I I concur. It's the most annoying sound in the fucking world because my husband. The walking around nude. That's just priceless. But I can't believe like. Oh, God, it would just do me spare because are they playing bloody like reggae music at sort of like two o'clock in the morning? And I bet you can just smell the weed and incense. Urine. No, not the urine. It's like patchouli oil. Yeah, patchouli and just hemp. Yeah. Ugh, oh, beans. Youth. Youth. When's the next event? <laughs> uh, Deborah Jane Kelly says. Hang on. Oh, no. Oh, I skipped some. Sorry. Can you divorce your extended family asking for a friend? Yep. Uh, you can. It's I, quite I, painful. I've I, got... I love mine. I actually divorced the partner and then kept the extended family. I love my extended family. Um, but I know of a friend of, of my husband's. His wife of many years has never had anything to do with her, her, his, his family. Oh, really? Doesn't go to anything. Really? Um, oh, yeah, so it's... Oh, well, I can take you off. Right. I probably won't spill it here. Okay. Um, but it has been very hurtful for that family who are very nice and normal. So huh. you can, but it's not without its consequences. Yeah. Deborah, why do I just want to smack people in the face all the time? <laughs> because you just feel like it sometimes. I normally feel like that in the supermarket or, like, if I'm getting served by someone who, like, has obviously had a lobotomy and you know his what uncle kill- runs the store. Do you know what kills me? What? It's the person in the line in front of you at the supermarket who then isn't actually ready at the checkout. So then they stand there fumbling around for like their money or their bag or their, and it's just like, you've, you've had time. You or haven't like, just walked straight up to the counter. You've had time. Or like you're at McDonald's trying to order a cheeseburger and the person in front of you is standing there deciding what they want to eat. Uh, Don't you know that when you walk in the door? <laughs> I know. And they just stand. It's like, oh, my God, it's like high school kids at the school canteen. <gasps> and the queue's huge. And so they're in the queue for like 10 minutes, but then they still get to the front of the queue and they stand there gormless, gormless. just going, slack-jawed and then, and then they buy the 10-cent bag of eucalyptus drops. Yeah. What? Don't even start. Um, do you know what is what is still killing me and Rob is just commuting? And, and not the time. That's fine because we're together. But the people? The people. People Don't who, you have a commute people game by now? Walk, people who walk up and down the stairs on a train station on their phone. Just do, 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 do. People who have no idea about the concept of stand to the left. There should be a rule about if you are walking, you are not on your phone. Yeah. Like, if you are walking, you should be fine. Do you know what? We should have... There should be, like, a pedestrian demerits system like there is for driving. Oh, my God. 
And so you lose demerit points. We've got to take this to the Legislative Council. I think it's a thing. <laughs> we do. That's don't, it. don't pick up your dog shit. Automatic disqualification. Oh, complete. Not allowed to leave your house for like six months. On your phone? On your phone, walking down the stairs during peak hour. Staying to the left on an ele- elevator. Oh, my God. Imagine it. Being ready And do you know what? Service? Hashtag prefect. I would be one of the people. I would be like one of the rangers. I'd be like, you know, Ranger Kim. I can see you and you've got this big hat on. High vis. And you've got a little gun. No, I wouldn't have high vis. I would just look like a normal commuter and then just go up to them and just... clothed commuter cop. Yes, a plain clothed commuter cop. And then I just go up to them with their ticket and, like, scan their how eyeball. We, how, and then, like... Oh, yeah. How can we roll out this, <laughs> this... This... How much was in that rum drink we had? <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Keep going. Uh... Julie, oh, God. Oh, Julie. So we talked about this. We've been talking about this um, just broadly in the actual on the Hot Flush page about Okay, I'll read it. My son hasn't spoken to me since early December. He lives with my sister who hates me. I've been asked this week to pay for school books, shoes, and even his phone recharge. My sister is getting some child support from the father. Me, nothing. No family tax benefit either. Do I keep being the responsible parent and cough up the cash? I'd say yes. Yeah. It's like Chewy, right? Chewy, that's my um, meditation telling me to take a deep breath, let go and tap to change reminder settings. Um, <laughs> Chewy's moved in down with Duncan. But I am still responsible for the vet bills, registration, everything like that. Yeah. Because I am it's his mother, yeah. but he has chosen to move out. Yeah. And I will never abandon Chewie. I'm not saying that your son is a cat, but I think that's what I would think. Yeah. Kim? I think so. I'm just sort of reading some more of Julie's comments that she'd messaged her sister through her mother and said that as she has taken responsibility and is getting some money from his father, it's up to her to pay for everything. I have been abused like you wouldn't believe. My poor mum is the go-between as my sister has threatened to get an intervention order against me as I've been trying to message her like adults do, and she doesn't want me to have any contact with her. (laughs) She says I'm off to join a fucking circus. Sounds like you're already there, mate. This is just a really, really terrible situation, Julie, and I don't... I don't actually know. I, I I don't know what I can say to you except for the fact we're so sorry that you are actually going through this. Um, family is difficult, and I just I sort of. Um, I mean, I don't know how you could do it, but I really feel like if the the only way this is going to resolve is not is not through yourselves trying to work it out it's going to require no no this is bigger than the both of you yeah it's going to require some sort of external i mean if yeah and there's obviously so much more to the story you both want to be able to want to work it out otherwise you're wasting your time yeah because it's obviously a bit of a power struggle now and someone wants to be a winner yeah and i don't suspect it's you um i just yeah i yeah that's really difficult and I'm, we're really sorry that you have to be experiencing this. It is not, it's no, just no, it's not terrible. Helen. Um, Cindy. You've skipped ahead. Have I? God, there's so many. No, today. there's Julie. Julie, Julie, oh, Julie. Okay. Yeah, you go. Helen. Uh, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Cindy. Um, 
I followed my, your, your fantastic advice, thank you, uh, four months ago and I started a new job after 19 years in a previous job. I kept the advice written down in my wallet awesome. and it has been going well. I love my G job. Even had my six-month appraisal two months early. It went better than expected. I just want to say thank you. Cindy! And she did. Then she showed us a screenshot of how she did it. And that's what I do. Like, if I hear something that's really good advice, like when I was telling you about my friend Fuzz told me that every seven years I need to change it up. Yeah. Like, I was like, you're so wise and you're old. I'm going to listen to you. We're wise and we're old. Yeah. And you should listen to us. Andrew. He's been on meds for depression for 20 years. Mr. Fiancé thinks that I should be able to just snap out of it because he was on Prozac at one stage uh, and apparently I should be able to do the same. No matter how many times I ask if he's a medical practitioner or what qualifications he has to say that, he says he was able to do it and why shouldn't I? Really just a vent before the wedding in four months. Um, I'm wondering why this is a big deal for him, for your fiancé, Andrew. Andrew, I just... That's a red flag, dude. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Jesus. I don't think it's a red flag. Why? Why now? Like, why why? is this a thing now? Yeah. What? And I, I, like, I don't even think this is about the medication. There's something else going on with him. Because if you've been taking them for 20 years, they're obviously working because we know you. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Um. And I think you asking about being a medical practitioner is just you trying to, like, niggle back, which is certainly totally something I would do. Um, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe that's – I mean, that's the question is why? Right what now. Like, what is your concern about me being on it? Yeah. Like and then is his concern some sort of – is it actual a general health concern? And in which case – what aspect of your health is he so concerned about that he would suggest you came off the medication that helps your mental health? Um, or is it about image? Like he doesn't, you know, I, I don't know. Or mental fortitude? Yeah, or... I would turn that one around, Andrew, and, and sort of put that back on him saying, why now? Why Why is this, like, tell me what's going on? Because there's something going on there. I'm not... Helen, I'm not liking this growing up caper. Miss nearly 18, finished school last year and has been accepted into uni, but it's all changing, which I know it has to, and it's what I want for her. I suppose I'm just sad I don't get more time with her now. Oh, Helen, this was me when Felix went off to Bathurst, do you remember? And I was, like, so excited but so sad at the same time, and it was such a weird feeling of, like, wanting them to go and then wanting to grab them and just never let them go. And then the whole sort of... Um, that whole thing of like suddenly the last 18 years just felt compressed into like 60 seconds and you wanted to scream, no, I want it back, which of course you don't. But And I think by the time they're 18, they're, they're sort of becoming card-carrying decent members of the universe. Yeah. Um, now they're nice, they leave. They're nice and they leave. And so you get to put up with all that drama because let me tell you, like uh, year 9, year 10, year 11 – it's, it's, it's the fucking hardest, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, so then they've gone through all that and going off to uni. I get it. Like, I totally get it. I think yeah. it's normal. It is normal. Oh, my God. And there was a catch-up. Who is that human with the magnificent red hair? Isn't she stunning? So we've that got... red hair? Sarah, Maria and Gillian. Oh, is that Gillian who we just yelled at? Hi, Gillian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
We really did actually go a bit hard on that. I'm sorry, Gillian. That was really unfair. But to be honest, you've got great tits. You've got great tits. No wonder, no wonder he's hanging around. <laughs> um, they started... Because I'm sure you're, you, you know, you've got a beautiful personality. Oh, fuck. I've just dug myself a really big hole. <laughs> they, um, they started the Adelaide chapter of the Hot Flush. There's chapters Aww. popping up everywhere that I believe there's a Gold Coast meetup happening Aww. next week. A Perth one? And that's because someone put their hand up and said, look, I'm sick of this. I'm new to this area and I need friends. And I was like, dude, there's friends that live near you. Yeah. And if you say, like, I'm going to be at this pub next Sunday afternoon, I'll be sitting there with a carnation in a book. Yes. Like, no, but just start an event. Just book an event and you'll be surprised. Three of them turned up. Next time there might be four. Yeah. And you find your little group. It's so cool. It's the best thing ever. Gillian's in Perth. I know. What? Oh, no. Is that right? No. Where was she? Where was that? Adelaide. That was Adelaide. I'm having, I'm having yelling at Gillian remorse. <sighs> and now she might be a Gillian, not a Gillian. Oh, Plantar God. Fasci- Plantar fasciitis. That's so painful. What is that? It's in the bottom of your foot. Yep. And it's like sort of just in there. So walking on your heel is just excruciatingly painful. What um, causes it? They say uh, it's, a, it's a tendon thing, I think. Tendon or muscle, I can't remember. Um, the, some people say um, getting a golf ball and rolling it in your arch while hugely painful is very effective. Um, Claire says sleeping in Under Armour compression socks. So I'm really intrigued about those. Have you ever had it? Yes, well, I've had it. How do you get it? Um, it's a, I think it's a strain. It's like a strain injury of, so shoes that ha- haven't been, um, giving you proper support or, oh, okay. um, yeah. Right. Um, wearing Birkenstocks gave it to me. Um, uh, Claudia, headache. Why does it always attack me when I'm writing? It seems so strange. I like writing. I'm starting to associate it with a bad headache. Heart, enjoy your podcasting, ladies. Get your eyes checked. Uh, eyes checked and where is, and you're sitting, how you're sitting. Sitting. Um, Desk height, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. Guaranteed. How you're sitting, it's, it's got to do with your posture and get your eyes checked. Yeah. And don't, don't give up writing. We need people that Oh, Kate is talking about issues with her cleaner. I'm having issues with my cleaner, but it just feels so... I don't know. My diamond shoes are too tight? Yeah. Yeah. What are your issues with your cleaner? It's just, they're not scrubbing the floors enough. Just the bathroom floors. They're not scrubbing them. It's really annoying. So why don't you use your words? Well, I did. What and did then you they, say? I told them that, um, I, that I was really unhappy with the job that they'd done and that they had clearly not even, there was one week just before Christmas, handy, but they hadn't even wet mopped the bathroom floors. And then, um, but they had also not actually cleaned. They'd like just wiped around the bathroom. Oh, and right. so They need to scrub. And then they, and With you know, bleach. he was like, I'm sorry, well, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, we'll do a better job next time. And then next time was last Monday and they didn't do a better job. I've had the same cleaner since Harry was born. Well, that's what I want. I want your cleaner. I want your cleaning team that come in here like a SWAT team. They are. There's four But I've got them. my own SWAT team. Like yeah. it's a SWAT team that come in, but clearly the ones doing the back end of the house are far more effective than the ones doing the bedroom end of the house. Oh, no. Mine are bloody awesome. And anyway, no, but yeah, my diamond shoes are too tight. Um, well, I can't even keep up with you ladies now. And I'm not sure what that means, Michelle, because I'm sure you could keep up with both of us as we amble through... The twilight years of life. <laughs> I think I've used up all my words today. I think we've used up all our words. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to our Patreons especially. Yes. Um, Kim is going to set up a Patreon 
private group so we can get to know you better and you can tell us what we need to do better because you actually pay for that. (laughs) Um, And you can tell us where you want us to come and visit you. Um, The rain is glorious. Oh, we've got to talk about the weather quickly. Of course we're going to talk about the weather. We're we're almost 50. We've got to talk about the weather. I've been thinking about you the last two days as Mr. Luke walks around going, 18 degrees. It's my best ever. And I'm like, you are such a loser. But then again, if you look at my stories, you'll see that him and Kim just had a really good talk about pickling fennel and cucumbers. Dill. Oh, fuck. Dill and cucumbers. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) We are really indebted to you and your love. Um... Keep supporting each other. Keep supporting. Keep up those meetups. That's really good. Yes. Anyway, you have a great week, Kim, and as I was about to say, just keep plucking. <laughs>